Welcome to Freya's Fairy Tales, where we believe fairy tales are both stories we enjoyed as children and something that we can achieve ourselves. Each week, we will talk to authors about their favorite fairy tales when they were kids and their adventure to holding their very own fairy tale in their hands. At the end of each episode, we will finish off with the fairy tale or short story read as close to the original author's version as possible. I am your host, Freya Victoria. I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We have included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Today is part two of two, where we are talking to Ariana Hagen about her novels. Over the past two weeks, you will have heard about her incredible journey of writing since she was a kid, starting to follow her dreams to show her kids it can be done, basing characters on people from life, overcoming writer's block, and balancing writing, a farm, and family. Of Ghosts and Wolves, book one of the Wolf's Heart series by Ariana Hagen. Endless possibility. Two souls, one choice. Sage possesses the skill to see both human and animal specters, a lifelong trait that has thus far proven to be both a blessing and a curse. Existing in obscurity between a forest and mountain range, she hides her nature from the world, enjoying only the company of animals, alive and dead. Her sanctuary, however, crumbles when out of the forest emerges a force too powerful for her to ignore. A great black wolf appears searching for answers and on the run. One day, a man named Korik arrives, a wanderer from distant lands, and Sage, despite her self-imposed isolation, is drawn to him. Conflicted by their budding friendship, terrified of forming a bond, she safeguards her secrets while exploring what it means to truly live. Yet, Korik is running from a past that may eventually come to haunt them both— the fates may soon demand that they face their demons and shed light on their secrets together. So you wrote in your story, it's fantasy world. How did yes. you, I know you said that you wanted it to be, um, you know, you had kind of an idea for it or whatever, but how, like, how did you develop the world? Did you have to, did you draw out like a map of? I have played with a few maps. I want to get a map for the book as a, like a add-on mm -hmm. um but yeah I kind of have a rough idea of how I want it to all be laid out um and organized in the different continents and parts of the world mm -hmm. well, it's there it's just not concrete <laughs> <laughs> yes I, t I told my husband he's writing a book as well and mm -hmm. his is like takes place on kind of like a college campus and I'm like you need to uh -huh. like draw out your campus so you don't yeah. like oh they turned right today to get to that class but then left tomorrow to get to yes that class. <laughs> the magical campus that yeah, like, has changing. well it's like you can even go like find some college campuses map <clears throat> and just use that mm -hmm. as your blueprint yeah like, absolutely <laughs> yeah I think so, it definitely helps to have a layout now, you didn't get, your names aren't, like, Giant's Feet's not crazy, but then the name of your world is a made-up name. Mm -hmm. How yeah. did you come up with that? Um, I wanted something that was easy to remember and <laughs> just not, like, an everyday word. So it was kind of set off in its own 
little category and I read a lot of fantasy books and there's some of these names that are just <laughs> like I, they're like 32 letters long and I can't pronounce them and I didn't want to go that way so right now yours is Peridia yes exactly okay. I've done a few fantasy ones. Oh, no, I'm sure. Yeah. A lot to keep in mind. I'm like, oh, I have one coming up that he created his own language. And um, it has like elves and dwarves and stuff like that. But he's like created their own name. So like as if like the creatures are like, oh, gosh, dwarf. That's the American like the world version of it. That's not what we call ourselves. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) that's on tiktok i posted and was like hey if y'all want to see how a narrator does all these crazy made-up words like get me to a thousand followers so we can live stream this wow i want to hear it now i'm gonna have to check out your tiktok again i'm just not good at (laughs) i'm not good at logging into tiktok every day but so did you ever consider because you self-published did you Mm -hmm. ever consider or have you tried to traditionally publish i considered it i looked into it and I looked at the statistics of being accepted with a traditional publisher and it's ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking into all these um, accounts from other authors who had traditionally published mm-hmm. and they were like, no, it, a lot of it becomes out of your control once right. you hand it over to the publisher. And I just didn't want to deal with that. I wanted it to be my own story. And I'm not worried about being famous or making billions off of it. I just wanted to introduce my story and mm-hmm. share it with other people. So, and not spend. So, how, you said you kept a budget. What what was mm-hmm. your budget that you had set? Um, I had set like 800 for everything as my budget, and so that included editing and cover mm-hmm. design and beta yes. readers and yeah, what else everything. did that cover? Um, that was formatting assistance with the paperback Mm -hmm. um I was having issues getting it to format correctly when it was printed Mm -hmm. um so I hired somebody to just help me finish putting that together and that was like 20 bucks but otherwise it was just just the editor uh beta readers cover that was that was really it okay and then you bought a couple copies because I know you you mm-hmm. sent me a copy yes. and I, I did get that on Friday. Yay. I checked, yeah. checked the P.O. box. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I got yeah. I got 10 copies for myself and I've okay. just been kind of passing them out to people and signed a few for some people. Um, and I'm going to try and approach our local library to see if they don't mind carrying my book, too. So that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I also hear, I don't know if you guys have a Barnes & Noble, but supposedly Barnes & Nobles will carry your books if you're local. Oh, I don't no, know, we don't. I don't know how sadly. local. Yeah. There might be I'll other bookstores, though, that might do that. Yeah, um, we do have a bookstore not far from here. I'm going to have to go over to that. And I think it's independently owned, too. So they may be all about local authors then. Like, hey, I'll I'll come yeah. in and sign them for you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go look into that. <laughs> so, how um, because your book released in April, uh, the end of February. So, was it that long ago? Gosh, okay, yeah, it's gone by fast. 
And so what have you done, just so other people know, what have you done to promote your book? And has that worked how you expected or not so well, maybe avoided? <laughs> yeah, I did do one of those Fiverr promote things like mm-hmm. you had talked about, like, hey, we're going to promote your stuff. That didn't work. I don't recommend that one. Um, <laughs> but I did run a couple of Facebook ads, I think just like a total of two weeks altogether. And I just started one up for the audiobook. And that my goal for that is just to get visibility mm-hmm. and traffic. Um, and then I've joined some book some groups on Facebook for self-published authors. And we do like book swaps where we all buy each other's books. And mm-hmm. that's basically what I've done so far. I figure once I have book two out I can kind of push harder Mm -hmm. with advertising um but with the way that book one kind of leaves on a cliffhanger not like a hard cliffhanger but a little one um I didn't want to disappoint people with the weight (laughs) yeah and I for my for the podcasts I well obviously I promote on or I like talk about it on social media but I do like well, I have three podcasts total, but I only run like one, two of them. I run on the same social media account. So I only mm-hmm. run like one set of ads for those guys. Right. Um, but I'm like, and then one set for this one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like five bucks a day. I'm like, or not yeah. a day, five bucks. Yeah, it is a day. So $5 a day is like all mm-hmm. that I'll do right. for like advertising. And you're same. Right. It's like, I just want visibility so like the one that's been around since October is like just now starting to like I'm now getting like all these random people starting to like follow it and like all of my accounts are growing faster than they did (laughs) and then this one is like slowly picking up steam because it's well I just started this one in April so (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like an avalanche effect it kind of starts slow and then as it picks up well, I think I, I remember seeing like when I started or before I started like researching, like how long just to have an idea, like how mm-hmm. long does it take to kind of pick up steam? Because mm-hmm. like I want to know, you know, if I get six years down the line and have, you know, five people listening to each right. episode, is yeah. that good or bad? <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, most people and it's the same with YouTube. It's like one to two years of consistently. Right. Now, if you the statistic is also that most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes oh wow so if you've that. made it past 10 you're, you're already ahead good yeah well yeah. another recommendation is if you pick a topic and you can't plan like on at the beginning you can't come up with 10 episodes of content mm-hmm. you need to pick a new thing because like oh yeah <laughs> you gotta be able I to talk about that. it this one's right. a little bit different because one, there's a bajillion fairy tales and short stories <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that you can do. Yeah. Um, but then each author, like I've literally gotten different advice from every single author that I've <laughs> talked to. So, um, you know, it's everyone's different and everybody's mm-hmm. process is going to resonate with different people differently. Yes, so absolutely. You know, everybody's on the same journey, but yeah. they get to the end different ways. So, yeah. Um, so you're promoting on on Facebook yes. and trying social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... I think I'm okay with Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I post on there pretty regularly. Um, TikTok, I'm going to have to really just start working on. <laughs> 
Have you started or have you experienced like writer's block or any issues with writing yet? Yes. Um, I do get writer's block for a particular, like when I'm working on one story and not mm-hmm. deviating from that. A lot of times I start to feel a little bit of a burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I usually just go off and write a couple of short stories of something else. And it just seems to like kick my imagination back into gear. Okay. You know, it's like cleansing your palate. Yeah. Get, get this other thing out. Just, yeah. Get <laughs> something else out. Think differently from the way I've been thinking for the last few weeks or days or however long. Um, experience a different story for a little bit and some different emotions. And then once I've got that all out, I can go back to what I was working on. So how do you balance writing with all the critters and the family? Oh, when do you yes. find time to write? <laughs> that is the hard part. And <laughs> a lot of it is hard because my kids are young. So they're very much in the mommy, 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 I need you stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of pulls me out of the writing. But I do most of my writing in the evening when it's quiet. The kids are supposed to be in bed. And <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, supposed to be. And most of the animals have settled down for the evening. So that's when I usually sit down. And sometimes I only get like 200 words out. You know, I just type up a few sentences. But there's some evenings where I'll get like 8,000 words. And oh, I usually gosh. call it good. So <laughs> 8,000 words. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most I did in a day was like 6,500 and that was like over an entire day. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get them all out, but then there's, you know, sometimes I just find myself on a roll. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. You'll see that day I had read, gone back and read through the entire thing Mm-hmm. And then it just like kept coming and coming. But then the yeah. next, because I, I can only really write on the week or research right now, but mm-hmm. on the weekends, because during the week, I'm like, you know, narrating other people's right. books and reading yeah. through, you know, whatever the next book I need to read through is. Mm-hmm. And so like on the weekend, sometimes I have to read more than people that write every day would typically mm-hmm. have to go back and reread. Yeah. Um, so I did like 6,500 books one day. And then the next weekend was when the other book was like not wanting to leave my head mm-hmm. and so I got like a thousand words over the course of the weekend and I was that, that next week is when I was like we're putting this one on pause <laughs> so we can go to this other one yeah which I like know is going to be a series just like from what I want mm-hmm. to do how many books we will see yeah more than one a journey <laughs> we'll stop when we stop <laughs> so all right and so you um do you have any tips for anyone that's wanting to write or has thought about writing um just do it and I'm one of those people who I'll have an idea but I'll let the story guide me Mm -hmm. so like I don't plot out everything ahead of time I just kind of write as I do and I think it's okay to do that even if you think it is a bad story that's coming out Mm -hmm. just get out whatever is in your head and follow that path. And even if you end up not using it, you can still take bits and pieces of it and put it into something else if you want. Um, because My all writing book, produces good work in some way or another. Right. Even if it's just the stepping stone to get you yes. to the next book. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my first book was when I was a kid and it was about guinea pigs. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my cute. mom, my mom, it was, um, I was homeschooled and, uh, my mom like bound it and everything. So it's in like this, like nice <laughs> cover uh-huh. with like, we had guinea pigs. So it's got like pictures of the guinea pigs and like, it's this Sweet. whole story yeah. about the guinea pigs. <laughs> so that's, that, that was my first not published for the public <laughs> book. That's really cute. <laughs> so these days I'm like, I plan to self-publish because like you, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give up that control of everything. But unlike you, I'm going to narrate my own book. So I'll go a little bit wider, Uh, (laughs) wider with the distribution. I don't blame you at all. (laughs) Now, from what I've researched and found, like obviously Amazon accounts for a large, like in audiobooks, it's like 40% of audiobook sales come through Mm -hmm. them. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I'm pitching people on, and I pitched one recently my like right now, I so want to do a fairy tale retelling. Like I don't care what the retelling is. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to narrate a fairy tale retelling. Yeah. Like I just want to. And so I like keep stumbling across people that write those kind of books. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please let me narrate your book. And one lady's <laughs> like, I don't like the royalty share. I want to be able to pay up front. But like she went and listened to like my TikToks and stuff mm-hmm. and is like, I like your voice, but I want to be able to pay up front, which I'm like, shoot, I'll always take money up front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is no to money. <laughs> right. But I'm like, unlike other, I, I feel like I probably take on more royalty share than <laughs> most narrators because I'm mm-hmm. like, if I want to read the story, I mean, yeah. ideally it makes money down the road, but I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm like, what did I do before I narrated, sat on the couch and read books all day yeah. long or watch Netflix all day <laughs> long? <laughs> so we're being more productive. At least we have yeah. a chance of making money. And I think well, all of them so far have at least sold one copy. So I haven't oh, had a good. single book not sell anything right, yet. Good. Oh, good. Well, I mean, I know that myself and I'm sure a lot of other authors appreciate you doing the royalty share because (laughs) it makes it accessible to us you know otherwise a lot of us wouldn't be able to do it now i did recently see uh i feel like it was a very very controversial tiktok video but an author had an author friend of hers say she needed her five book series narrated and they quoted her like 10 like ten thousand dollars to narrate these five books Mm -hmm. and i'm like but nowhere does she mention the word count, like how many words it was. Uh, and nowhere oh. does she ever mention what narrator she reached out to. Because I'm like, yeah. if you're going to like the best of the best, you're going to pay that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, are these epic fantasy lengths or are these like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there's how a long huge are difference these books? <laughs> between like just a regular like 70,000 word fiction and then those like 300,000 word epic fantasy sci-fi and stuff like that's that's a big difference when I appreciate I always appreciate I like dealing I I deal with both authors and publishers I feel Mm -hmm. like authors are more understanding of it's going to take time Mm -hmm. to get the book done so like you gave me I don't it was a pretty decent amount of time to get the book done and I never had Uh any issues hitting that deadline but then I've had like other ones be like oh a nine hour book that'll take you nine hours right I'm like like, oh honey I'm like I'm I feel like faster than average, but I also do all of my own editing. Yeah. So I'm like, I can get like an hour and a half a day on like most days. Right. And so at this point, I just 
I actually chop the manuscript up into like day one, day two, day three, like how many oh. pages I got to mm-hmm. get through um, just to make it easier on myself. Right. <laughs> so it's like once you get to the end of <laughs> these, <Yeah. laughs> this section of pages, you're done. <laughs> you can give up for the day. <laughs> That's not how I always did it. And the reason mm-hmm. that I do it that way now is because like around Christmas time, I had a lot of nonfiction projects mm-hmm. and I wasn't really keeping track of um, like how many pages I had done. And so mm-hmm. I, it would be like, oh, it's due on like Monday. And I'm like, oh, crap, I get to Monday and I've still got like 70 pages to go. And I'm oh, like, oh, my yeah. gosh, but I have to get done. So it's on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I don't want to do that again. Yeah. So, and yours was in the midst of me taking a lot of royalty share and not paying attention to how long it's oh. going to take me to record them. So now yeah. I actually, like, I have a special section on my calendar for, like, here's your recording schedule. So, like... <laughs> Monday through Friday, you're going to do like this many pages of this book right. <laughs> and then yeah. move on to the, you know, I get Saturdays. Last Saturday, I had slacked off on the editing during the week. And so last Saturday, I spent most of Saturday editing. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> this weekend, uh, I did not do that. <laughs> you need a break sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you're going to edit the way you're supposed to. <laughs> But I'm working on like a 13-hour audiobook right now. So that oh, takes that takes a bit. Yeah. I mean, yours is the and I've done I typically don't audition for like less than four hours right now, mm-hmm. just because um I feel like shorter books are gonna want them faster than mm-hmm. longer books will want them. Um, or shorter books are gonna be less okay with waiting, is what I should right. say. <laughs> in my in my thinking. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Um but yeah, yours, you know. So far, any authors I've repeated have been cool with like, hey, when's your availability now that I've got this yeah. next book up? So. <laughs> well, it's a, I mean, narrating is an art form and, you know, you want, at least I want you to go ahead and take your time and <laughs> do good, <laughs> not feel rushed. Yeah. You don't want yeah. you rushing through it. I want you to feel good about it. And well, I'm like, I talk fast feel good about it. <laughs> already. So I'm like, <laughs> I was talking to another author. Um, the same day that I messaged you about like trying to like incorporate breaths. So it sounds a little, a little, not (laughs) that I don't breathe, but like I edit out a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, working on this, I'm like, you know, with normal jobs or tasks that you do, you get better, you get Mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. I'm like with narrating, (laughs) you can't get faster at talking. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I talk too fast already. You need like Gilmore girls out there, like Oh my gosh, I know. They they definitely talk fast in that show. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think listening to your narration of my story, like the way you the pace at which you spoke was perfect. So at least when you can slow it down, it's like I have one author that it's actually the publisher that hired me, but they they want you to have the author listen to make sure Mm -hmm. that they like approve of it. And she was like, you talk a little fast, but it might be okay for other people. And I'm like, well, on the Audible app, you can like slow. And I imagine other listening apps are the same, Mm -hmm. but you can slow down the pace if you don't want to listen to it at one time. You can do like three quarters or whatever. Um, that's pretty nifty I didn't even know that 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I haven't used that bef- function before, but I know mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. Um, same with, I think on podcasts, you can also do that if you want it. Yes. I think I've seen that on podcasts. Up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's all this all technology. Kinds of, yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of things. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we are about wrapped up so do you have any final tips or tricks or anything for anybody that might be listening (laughs) I feel like I'm the worst person to give (laughs) tips and tricks because I kind of just I wing everything so um definitely read your own book aloud which I did not do and when (laughs) I added things after the first editing I added (laughs) extra mistakes (laughs) which I should have caught by reading it aloud. But I did it. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know, just just write it out. It doesn't have to be a complete story or a complete thought. Just write it down because you never know when you're going to use it in the future. And if someone um, else is stuck in their 2 months of convincing themselves, mm-hmm. what what oh. finally convinced you to to do it? <laughs> Actually, reading <laughs> two things one was reading the richer the witcher books and <laughs> realizing that he didn't become famous for like 30 years oh gosh after he wrote those books something ridiculous like that and thinking in 30 years from now I could be sitting here on this manuscript that I never did anything with mm-hmm. you know or I could have it out there possibly becoming worldwide known like what what am I gonna do I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing with it (laughs) well I have to say as someone who gets royalties for seven years I would like you to make it big in the seven years (laughs) I'm hoping that I become big before I retire Well, I tried to do uh, too. I started doing on Fridays. I will cycle through. So like I have the um, five minute uh, promo or whatever it's called, the sample that we put up on Audible. mm -hmm. Um, I make like a video with that. And then on Fridays, I kind of cycle through my books. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly uh, every Friday. It's it's a hashtag that was already there. But flashback Friday Uh is what it what the hashtag is. And so then I'll post, you know, one audiobook or whatever. So I'm like, man. At very least, I mean, seven years is a long time, but I'm like, at very least, you know, I'm cycling through, which, of course, that list will get longer as I keep going. But (laughs) yeah, I can always go out of order if like one has, (laughs) if one of them (laughs) were to make like a TV show or a movie or something. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that actually brings up something. I talked to a family friend who read my book recently, and um, she used to work in the tv show industry and she used to be a book hunter for tv shows and she was like if you finish you know book two and book three she's like i'll go back to my old boss and i'll pitch oh my god that would be so cool i was like okay so now i feel the pressure (laughs) like now i really need to get these books out (laughs) the first author that i talked to on here she was like i would do anything to have my books made it's something That'd be so cool. I mean, that'd be fun. Why not? You know, you find out that your story made it to TV or something. That's, yeah. That's pretty amazing. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm just feeling the pressure now. <laughs> just All right. Well, you keep writing and getting, oh, <laughs> getting books done. 
And now, now that you actually have a book out there, you might be able to find beta readers a little easier. Maybe you gotta yes. get the, the TikTok thing going because there's I a do. lot of. I need to do that. There's a lot of beta readers and stuff on TikTok that you're just like, hey, uh, I need beta readers, and yeah, they volunteer. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need to delve into that whole world. That's, uh, <laughs> technology is not my best thing, but I need to get on top of it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for talking yeah, to me today. And I cannot wait to read book two whenever oh, it is ready <laughs> and start prepping all of yes. that. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see where uh, book one takes us. And hopefully, yes. hopefully it keeps going because I hope so. It's doing. Uh, I don't know that I've had books sell that many copies that quickly yet. I feel yeah, like it's all books it's are going. like it's going to roll down the hill and pick up speed mm -hmm. as it goes so. I hope so yeah it's going there's some progress so any progress is great with me I'm happy about that well thank you so much for being on here thank and you. I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday you and too. I will talk to you soon Alrighty, I can't wait <laughs> All right, bye. bye Ariana loves fairy tales with magic and animals Aesop was a Greek fabulist and storyteller credited with a number of fables now collectively known as Aesop's Fables. Although his existence remains unclear and no writings by him survive, numerous tales credited to him were gathered across the centuries and in many languages in a storytelling tradition that continues to this day. Many of the tales associated with him are characterized by anthropomorphic animal characters. Today, we will be reading The Rat and the Elephant by Aesop. Don't forget, we are also continuing the original story of Beauty and the Beast on our Patreon. The Rat and the Elephant A rat was traveling along the king's highway. He was a very proud rat, considering his small size and the bad reputation all rats have. As Mr. Rat walked along, he kept mostly to the ditch— he noticed a great commotion up the road, and soon a grand procession came in view. It was the king and his retinue. The king rode on a huge elephant adorned with the most gorgeous trappings. With the king and his luxurious howda were the royal dog and cat. A great crowd of people followed the procession. They were so taken up with admiration of the elephant that the rat was not noticed. His pride was hurt. What fools, he cried. Look at me and you will soon forget that clumsy elephant. Is it his great size that makes your eyes pop out? Or is it his wrinkled hide? Why, I have eyes and ears and as many legs as he. I am of just as much importance and... But just then the royal cat spied him and the next instant the rat knew he was not quite so important as an elephant. A resemblance to the great in some things does not make us great. Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week to hear Anne's journey to holding her own fairy tale in her hands and to hear one of her favorite fairy tales.